Before we get started, let us go to God in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come at this time thanking you for this day. A Father, a day, a marvelous day it has been. A Father, not because of us, but because of you. A Father, you have touched our lives in ways that we, we would never imagine. A Father, you, you gave your only. Lord, you gave your best. And we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus, uh, that we may be here on today. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity once again to come into the house of the Lord, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God, we thank you for the wonderful fellowship we had at Enterprise. Father, we thank you for those who came forward here. But Father, we thank you for right now at East Law. Father, we thank you for Brother Jerry Graham and his wife and family. We Thank you for the members, the flock. Uh, Father, we just thank you for allowing us to be here on this side of life, that we're able to come together as your word is spoken. And Father, as always, we pray that your words are spoken and not the words of man, uh, that we can take heed to thy word and apply it to our life, that we may be better people than we've been in the past. Uh, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings, those we know of and those we don't. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for those who led song. We thank you for those who led prayers. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. 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 For a few minutes, if you don't mind, uh, very grateful to be here on, on this evening. And, and of course, uh, I'm one of those preachers. One day, I guess, uh, uh, as a preacher told me, Dr. Gary Bradley said, he said, you better do it now while you're young. 
And uh, I told him, I told him, uh, he, he watched how I move, and he said, you're full of energy. He said, but I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a day <laughs> when you ain't going to move like that. He said, so do it while you're young. And, and it reminded me of today, Jerry, you know, no, this the third sermon. But I feel good. And, and so, so we're going to let the Holy Spirit work today. I pray y'all believe in the Holy Spirit. Amen? And we're going to let it work today. If you have a copy of God's Word, turn with me to the book of John. The book of John. And we're going to look at a, a very familiar one here in the second chapter in the book of John. And if you remember the, the story, and we'll read through the, uh, the scriptures, the Bible say in John chapter 2, <coughs> and starting with verse number 1, In the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman. (laughs) Boy, 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 Jesus. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he said unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three prickles apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brink. <laughs> and said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they buried. Verse number nine. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that had made wine, and knew not whence it was, But the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. For a few minutes, uh, can we talk about my hour is not yet, yet come. Uh, When we look at this story and we we think about the relationship of a mother and her son. A, A lot of times when we look at Jesus, we forget about in the earthly sense. He had a, a great relationship with his, his mother. And I, I've learned that ain't nothing like a mom. <laughs> I, I love that. And don't get me wrong, but ain't nothing like mom. <laughs> it's just something that God has created in that mother that only mother can give. And, and I noticed Jesus, even though at this, this feast, at this wedding, he didn't come to do no miracles. He, he came for the same reason everyone else came, and that's to relax and enjoy. But oh, when problems come, you know who to call upon. Amen? And Jesus, look at Jesus. Jesus, being who he is, I can imagine being there, Jerry, in the wedding. And as he sat there, watching everything go well, and all of a sudden, here come a problem. Oh, we got some problems. Amen? But one thing about it, make sure you know who to take your problem to. I'm so glad Mary didn't call one of the disciples because they would have went to Jesus as well. I'm so glad she didn't call upon Joe. I'm so glad she knew who to call upon. So Mary said, I'm going to call upon my son. 
I know my son. <laughs> Boy, ain't nothing like calling up on a son, and your son is Jesus. Amen? So, so, so Mary, Mary said, Jesus, we got a problem. Now, now, let me get you to see this. You've got to understand Jesus. I've learned in the ministry, Dennis, whatever or whenever someone has a problem, you have to understand, to them, it's the most important thing to them. Now, you may be looking at it as there's nothing. you, you got to get this. But to them at the time, brother, it's a toenail. Amen. Preachers, y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you go to the hospital. And when you go to the hospital, you have to decide, do I want to go and see this brother who is sick? And then you got this sister who is having problems with her husband at the same time. And now you got to make a decision, what problem will I go to? Well, can I tell you? Instead of you trying to go, won't you send Jesus? The best cure for any problem is prayer. I don't have the power to heal nobody, no way. So while you're calling up on me, you should have called up on Jesus. Mary understood. Mary said, the problem is here, but I'm going to my son. <laughs> but, but, but Jesus, 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 being just like a, just like a child. Jesus a woman. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know back in the day, if I would have called my mama <laughs> and said, woman, I would have been laying down. Amen. <laughs> but, but you got to know Jesus. Jesus trying to get Mary to see, Mary, you the one. You I came out of your womb. Mary, you have helped raise me. You have brought me up. You know about me. Mary, why are you worried about anything if I'm in the room? <laughs> Y'all remember this story. There was a man by the name of Peter. And if y'all remember, old Peter was one of them stood beside Jesus. But soon as trouble came, Peter had a letter die. And I remember the story so clearly where Peter was out in the water. And the, uh, the, uh, the Bible said as they was out in the, the water, <laughs> a storm arrived. And Peter should have known if you got Jesus anywhere nearby. Why are you worried about a storm? There's no storm bigger than the Lord. I'm coming to tell you, whatever's going on in your life is not bigger than God. Whatever you're dealing with, turn it over to God, and I guarantee you that God will handle the problem. I tell, I tell my members all the time, so you may call me at 3 in the night. I can tell you now, I'm going to answer the phone, come eyes off. I, I don't mean no harm, I'm just telling you the truth. I tell them this. I say, you know who you need to be calling at 3 in the morning? Jesus. Because when I get there, Jesus already fixed the problem. If you would have called up on it. The only thing I can do is encourage you. It's so sad how sometimes we don't realize the need to call up on Jesus. I'm so glad this lesson is in the Bible today. To get us to understand the need to call up on Jesus. Let me, let me, can I have somebody to stop going through problems? Let me, let, me, let me help you to not be able to go through some of the problems you're going through. Have you ever noticed? If you call up on Jesus before you call up on somebody else, the problem will be gone a lot soon. You ever, you ever noticed Jesus be the last person we call up on? Maybe I'm talking to the wrong crowd here. Now, now, now I, 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 know, I know the way I used to be. I, I use Jesus, I call up on everybody, and when I see I can't get no help, then I go to Jesus. But why not go to Jesus first? Why, 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 
why not let Jesus fix the problem and the problem would not exist? Notice Jesus. I love this about him. He's not like us. <laughs> when Mary went to Jesus, notice what the Bible said. Mary went to Jesus. Yes, he may have said woman. But notice, he did not question her anymore, did he? He went on to handle the problem. But now notice how selfish <laughs> the people were. Jesus said, fill the water pots. <laughs> the Bible said they filled them to the... <laughs> Don't that sound like us? <laughs> now, I know if Jesus can feed 5,000, I know what he can do with a water pot. <laughs> but you got to understand, they filled it to the rim for the simple fact of trying to make sure that they wouldn't run out. Well, why you asked me in the first place? <laughs> you came to me. You went to Jesus. You're having a problem, but you're still doubting your faith. If you come to me, let me handle the problem. I said, I said, fill them. You ain't have to fill them to the just fill them. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you something. You ever notice a, a glass bottle? Let me take this bottle of water and try to demonstrate with this. You ever notice when you? You take a, a bottle, and if you feel this, if it was always full with water, and you tried to pour some more water in it, what would happen? It would overflow. Amen? I'm trying to get you to see something here. Now, now this the way Jesus is. It reminds me of the woman who just said, if I could just touch the hem. She said, I don't, I don't need to touch the whole garment, but if I just can get the hem of his garment, I will be made what? Now, now notice this. If Jesus could just put this much, he can make a little bit go a long way. Why you call upon him if you don't trust him? All right, let me let me let me let me help somebody this morning. Now, 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 now this evening what we're gonna do? It's just a it's just a, a short verse. Amen. Amen. Now let me let me show you something. You haven't noticed how. A person pray, okay, and they they have prayed and prayed. And we haven't seen this in scripture. Uh, uh, we can go with Hannah, y'all remember? With Samuel, yeah. did, did she pray? And, and she pleaded to God to what? If you give me a child, what I do? Give it, okay. So y'all know the story. So let me show you something. So we have seen this in scripture. What we do is the same thing today. But let me show you. Well, have she stood by her word? Okay. But you ever notice? When we pray, we pray, we pray, we plead about something, and God answered the prayer, and then we don't hold up to our word. <laughs> I know I ain't talking to you. I know I'm talking to the walls on that one. We, we pray, God answered. God gave us what we asked. Uh, let me help somebody else here. Let me go to a different audience. Maybe there's somebody in this audience who know what I'm talking about. You ever ask God for, for a house? The Lord just blessed me with a house. You didn't tell him what kind you want specific. Y'all know how we are. We want something. We don't care. Y'all, I, I, I got I to share this with you. This how, is this how bad we are. This is how bad we are. I remember when I bought my first car. You got you to, <laughs> don't never buy a car at night. But, but let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. I, re, I never owned a car. When I was growing up, we, we stayed in the project, so we never owned a car all my life growing up. But we may do. So when I got to the 12th grade, I got a part-time job. There it is. And I always tell people, I'm an honest preacher. 
You know, a lot of preachers don't long tell you the truth. But I remember how I got my first car. Was, it wasn't us. And I remember I cheated on my taxes. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all probably still doing it, but I don't do that. But, but, but I remember cheating on my taxes. I'm in high school talking about I got some kids. No, I ain't got no kids. But, but anyway, anyway, let me show you something. So I bought my first car by cheating on my taxes. I was able to get this 1979 Subaru. Now, now you gotta, you gotta know what I'm talking about. Boy, that Subaru, that Subaru, I, the, the guy I was at work when he brought it up there. And he, he said, man, I got a car for you. He said, $203. Now, now you said, where the three come? I couldn't tell you. I don't know neither. But he said, $203. So I told him, I said, well, this must be from God. Because my taxes I got back was $205. And I'm not making this up. I'm not making it. Now, I'm going to show you. But, but, but don't get it wrong. It wasn't from God. But I want to show you something. I want to show you something how we'll, how we'll act for something. We'll put God in that stuff. But let me show you this. So, so, so I, I, I went outside, and it was night. And I, I remember I worked at a restaurant. My 12th grade year, I was a dishwasher. And I, I went out there, and I looked, and, and I couldn't see all the damage. <laughs> And, and boy, I said, oh, I take it. I crunk it up, it crunk right up. Oh, I said, I take it, boy. Oh, it had that, y'all know that stick in there? Hey, hey, yeah. And so, so I bought the car, and I drove it home. He left it up there. I drove it home that night, boy. And I don't know if anybody in here ever had, remember their first car. You can't go to sleep at night. I'm trying, I'm trying to show you something here. And so, so, so I remember I couldn't even sleep, man. I couldn't wait till the next day come. And when the next day came, all of a sudden, here I go out there at the car. But I know there's some defects. I go out to the car, and when I go out to the car, I notice something wrong. I notice how the top was caved in. And I said, well, how that happened? It didn't touch my, my head. I noticed how the back window, where the side back window was missing. And I noticed there was a cardboard on the passenger side of the window. What you could, and I noticed some dents in the doors. I come to find out the car was flipped. And, and, and so I'm saying, I know I didn't buy this. Now we're going somewhere with this. I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason. I'm, I'm just showing you what we're going to make this thing. Now, so, so what I did is, I said, no, I put myself in this position. I went back to the owner. And when I went back to the owner, he said, I don't have your money. <laughs> As is. <laughs> but you know something? I was very content. Then I started thinking of all the positive things. I said, well, this car got a good move. I said, well, this car get me from point A to point B. I said, well, you know what else about this car I like is that one minute seniors at my high school had their own car. At least I had a car. Amen? So then I started thinking of all the positive things. But then after I really started to research it, I thought about Jesus. I said, no, no, you've got to understand this. I lied to get the car. Why would God bless me in the midst of a lie? A lot of times we, we do things and we do it wrong and we'll say, God gave it to us. Mary was on the right road. Mary said, I'm going to bypass anybody else so nothing won't go wrong. I'm going to Jesus. You got to go to Jesus. You got to go to Jesus. But let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help you here. 
when you think about this story, this being the first miracle that Jesus performed. Now, now they always told me the first means something. The first means something. Well, have you noticed? What made the first take place with his mother? <laughs> it ain't nothing like your first miracle being for your, your mother. But look at the faith that she had. Her faith wasn't like that. If you read the story, it wasn't like that. Jesus said, if you just have a faith of the grain, not of the mustard seed, but of the... Y'all ain't with me here. He said, just a little bit of faith. I will open up doors that you'll never imagine. Your, your cup will overflow. Do you want your cup to overflow? But Jesus said, bring it to me, but bring it in faith. It reminds me of in James. The Bible says in James, in around verse 16, we all love to quote, but before we get to 16, let's go to 13. The Bible says, if anyone of you is sick, <laughs> if you're sick, he said, call the elders to pray over you. He said, if you sing, if anyone want to sing, you sing praises until. But, but, but notice the sick part. He said, call who? The elders. Why call the elders? Why not pray for yourself? Can I help somebody? If you notice in the Bible, the elders were considered righteous men. All right? And God would do favors upon the elders that he wouldn't do on a normal person. Because God knew the elders was his people. That's why Paul told Timothy to make sure you get elders. Because these men, these men, I will answer their prayer. These men are my men. God's men are my men. So, when you get down to verse number 16, and the Bible says, the effectual, fervent prayer, of what? Of some righteous men. Of a righteous man. So you mean to tell me, it only takes a righteous man to get a prayer answer. So why you don't went to everybody else? <laughs> Y'all want to help me up in here. <laughs> it just takes the faith of one. But he needs to be righteous. Now can I help you for a minute? Don't ask anybody to pray for you. Y'all better stop asking some of these demons to pray for you. And the prayer ain't getting past the roof. And then you say, well, I show ask so-and-so to pray for me. And I'm still going through the same thing. Well, you're going through the same thing because you're asking the wrong person. Go to the Bible and get a righteous man. Get somebody who God's showing favor on. Notice what the Bible said about David. David said, God has favored me. Has God favored you? Has God favored you? Put your faith in God. Man will let you down. We're not perfect. We're human. Ask Peter. Y'all remember the story in the Bible? <laughs> They came for Jesus. The first one in line, jump up, Peter. <laughs> you ain't messing with Jesus. Don't you think Jesus can defend himself? Jesus don't need you, Peter. But Peter was thinking in the carnal mind. He wasn't understanding the spiritual side of this. And so Peter, not realizing what he was about to get into, jumps up with his sword. 
You ever notice when you got a weapon, you're a little bit meaner? <laughs> when you ain't got nothing. <laughs> y'all, maybe y'all ain't been there. Amen. But I notice when, when, when people have weapons, they're a little bit bad. Boy, you'll talk some no. Oh, you come on in. But we ain't got nothing. Oh, man. You, you know, you, hey, hey, we cool. We cool. We cool. But notice Peter. Well, Peter had something. Woo! And he used it. But Peter, your faith should have been in the one who was right there with you. Church. Jesus. He said here that my time hadn't come. But because of his mother, don't you know that Jesus will answer prayers for you? Don't you know he'll do the same for you? Turn your burden, turn your problem over to the Lord. Whatever you may be going through, whatever you're dealing with, turn it over to a just God. Turn it over to a righteous God. Turn it over to a God who will take care of every problem you have. I heard somebody say, there's no problem too big for the Lord. They said he can handle a problem over here and a problem over there. Somebody say he have a problem everywhere. That's the kind of God he is. The problems I'm having at my house, you may be having a different problem, but I guarantee you both of us can call upon God and hear him. If you're here today, I encourage you, turn your problems over to Jesus. Turn them over. It's good for the church to pray for you. Don't get me wrong. Because the church is about righteousness. You got a righteous preachers. You got righteous members. The church is about righteousness. So bring your problems to the church, but notice who they're taking them to. They're taking them to Jesus. Jerry ain't laying no hands up in here. I hope not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get you to see is Jesus. Y'all remember the preacher, doctor, watching a video some years ago back at Lampton Street. Y'all long, probably about 18, 19 years ago, a video uh, of Dr. Jack Evans. And, and, and one of the things he was, he was doing was debating. You know, he loved to debate. He still do it. And he was debating a, a Pentecostal preacher. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, I used to watch old G. Patterson. Y'all remember G. Patterson from Memphis? Boy, that old G. Patterson, I just, you see what all new stuff he's going to come up with. I used to watch, boy, they worship that man. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but they worship him. And so I used to watch him on TV. I, I lived over there in baseball, like 40 miles from G. And so I used to watch him. I said, oh, G. E. boy, he think he, he, he a folk around here. And then I noticed I was watching, he changed his message. Then I noticed all of them start changing their message. So then they stopped saying that we can heal. But what we do is we put hand on you and Jesus heal. The debate with Dr. Jack Evans was about healing. So the preacher said that he was healing folks. So Jack, you got to know him. On the, on the video, Jack pulled a man up and told him, all right, what's wrong with your brother? And the man told him, Jack said, there you go, hit him, hit him. Jack said, you say you got faith, hit him. The man said, you're putting me on the spot. The man said, we don't heal like that. Jack said, if you can heal at your congregation, heal right here. What I'm trying to get you to see, don't go for that mess. The only heal up in here is Jesus. That's all I'm trying to get you to see. He's the only healer. And if you're going through trouble, take it to Jesus. 
If you're straight away from the faith, I encourage you to come back. If you're weak in the faith, I encourage you to be strengthened. You say, how do I get strengthened, preacher? Well, you get strengthened through the word of God. You have to pick up the Bible on a daily basis. Study the Bible and it gives us strength. Don't you know every day you wake up, the devil wake up with you? Y'all know where I'm coming at? So if you know this, why you ain't being strengthened? We need Jesus. I can't, I can't beat the devil. I ain't, I ain't got that much power. I'm not that strong. I need Jesus to fight for me. Well, if we know this, why we're not going to the word of God that we may get this strength? If you're weak and you're fighting a losing battle, I know somebody can fight that battle for you. Turn it over to Jesus. We're going to sing the song of encouragement. I pray and trust that you will understand that Jesus is a way maker. Let us stand and sing as together we come and sing.